What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets Podcast. So, there's not a chance in the world that you don't know what has happened since the last time You've listened. The last time you listened, actually, we did say that the Nets probably will have an entirely new roster the next time you hear us. And they indeed do. It's not entirely new, but it's not the same. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other way to describe it. It's not the same. If you've been living under a rock, the Nets happened to get Kevin Durant. Bottom line, the, the, the main headline is they swept the night and they... They won New York. They won New York on June 30th night. (laughs) On June 30th night. (laughs) But yes, the Nets have acquired Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving at the expense of D'Angelo Russell. We'll get to that later. But the bottom line is, Brooklyn is back. Let me get to the intro. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Hootball Nets podcast on iTunes. You can uh, look us up, Brooklyn Nets, Hootball Nets. Either way, we come up. Press that purple little subscribe button. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Shout out to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other Hootball podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Hi Kona Coffee. That's Kona with a K. You can check their products out on Amazon. And lastly, make sure you follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. And uh, yeah, tweet us your opinions, your thoughts, your reactions, your questions, your criticisms, comments, concerns, anything. We're just happy to hear from y'all. But yes, the Nets have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and they're basically going to win the chip next year, right? Yeah, we'll see. They're not going to win the chip next year, but in two years, then we can get to talking. But... Yes. Uh, before we get into all that, let me just talk about the man that uh, had to take the L so that everyone else could prosper. D'Angelo Russell. He is no longer a member of the Brooklyn Nets, as mostly everyone thought before heading into free agency. However, he if I had to make a list of, in order, every single NBA team that D'Angelo Russell would end up with, the team that he is currently on would have been number 30. And literally, though, I'm sitting here trying to think of a more unreasonable team, and I really can't. There isn't one. Number 30. The Golden State Warriors. Yes, D'Angelo Russell is now a member of the Golden State Warriors. And they made that work by trading Andre Iguodala. To the Memphis Grizzlies. Who will probably buy him out, but for now he's on the Grizzlies. And now their new big four, 
is Steph, D'Lo, Clay, Draymond. The Warriors now have all of those players that Hunter just mentioned, and they just added Willie Cauley-Stein to make a big five. No, I'm just playing. And, uh, yeah, so... They did also lose Jordan Bell, and... What team is he on? The Minnesota Timberwolves yeah. next to Carl Anthony Towns. That's low-key a steal for the Timberwolves. Because I believe that is just Taj Gibson and Dario Saric to replacement, which... Is actually a very solid person to get because Bell was never really able to flash his true potential on the crowded Warriors team. So he might do some good things in Minnesota. I just want to say that I do believe that D'Lo got done dirty. I was of the camp that thought the Nets should have kept D'Angelo Russell over Kyrie Irving. And you, I might be biased considering he is my favorite player. There's no doubt in my mind that Kyrie Irving is the better basketball player. But for the Nets' future, and for just as a thank you to what he did for them this season, I think that they should have kept D'Lo. there's such a thing as a better player as opposed to a better fit. And D'Lo was a part of the Nets' culture, and he wasn't such so far behind Kyrie in skill that it was worth throwing away what they built to make this one shot at a playoff run for a couple seasons. D'Lo was, for lack of a better word, a sacrificial lamb. Because if you think about it, when Karras went down early in the season, had the Nets continued on that same trajectory trajectory of losing a lot of games, would they have landed KD and Kyrie? Probably not. But they saw Lavert play, Karuk's play, Dinwiddie, Harris, and they saw that that's a team that they can win with, knowing that they likely would not have D'Angelo Russell. And KD also loves Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan was coming with him, so that means the center position would be locked up for them. It just made sense. There was There's reports coming out that Kyrie to Brooklyn has been done for months, and it was kept quiet. I just feel like D'Lo went out of his way to make the Nets a reasonable organization to come to for superstar players, and he got the crap end of the stick because he's the one that got shipped out. And But I do have to say, he is now on a championship team. I, I, I don't think the Warriors are winning the chip next year. Bottom but I mean, line, if the Lakers strike out on Kawhi Leonard... It is really anyone's race in that conference. It will be a it's fight. Anyone's it race in the fight. league. It will be a fight between the Warriors, Nuggets, Jazz, Lakers for who wins that conference. I have. I don't remember a time since. Uh, I don't remember a time since I started watching basketball where the league was so now so balanced. open. It's so balanced, unless the Lakers get Kawhi. Then, in which case, you might as well wrap it up. Then, because... which, then it goes right back to where the Warriors were at. You like, you know exactly what what to expect at this point. But I do want to say uh, farewell to D'Lo, as mostly every Nets fan I saw on Twitter was, and that goes to say something about him because when he got traded from the Lakers, most Lakers fans felt like. They, they made a mistake, and they were saying, this is going to be a mistake. Farewell. We miss you. We love you. da 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 And Nets fans are saying the same thing. And look, it's the thing like, I don't... So, D'Lo fit better with the Nets in the same way that Kemba Walker will now fit better with the Celtics than Kyrie did due to his sportsmanship and embracing the youth and just trying to win. Kyrie has proven in both organizations that he is really all about himself. And in the first season, there may be a lot of problems that occur, being that KD won't be there in that season. And he's going to have to carry if they do anything in the playoffs. Yeah, Kyrie probably will have to carry. The second leading scorer on the Nets next season will most likely be Kyrie Slavert. Probably. And I don't know how much he's going to average. If I think his max would probably be like... No, no, no. Spencer Dinwiddie, would, I think, I think would outscore Karras. That's my opinion. 
I feel like it could be one of those things where they both average 17. Yeah, I no. 17 that's or 18. A lot. I think Kyrie averages like 23. Like I would say like 24, 25 and those two average about 15 a piece. And that's that's like 55 of their points. Then you have the centers combined for 15. Oh no, 20. I'll give them 20. And then you have Karooks and Harris. Tory and Prince. Tory and Prince all getting like 7, 9, 11, stuff like that. The team is not bad by any means. They're not going to win it all in year one without KD. It's a grow year for everyone. But it's tough to determine whether it was the right call for them. So KD signed a four-year 164 mil contract and Kyrie signed a four-year 141. Now KD could have taken a five-year 220 million from the Warriors. So the fact that he turned down almost $60 million to sign with the Nets shows you how committed he is to being here. And both of them ended up taking pay cuts in order to let one of their reportedly good friends, DeAndre Jordan, make his 10 mil a year. I'm just curious. I don't know if you know this. Where did it come from that DeAndre was so, so attached to them? That literally happened at like 559. No, like people knew beforehand, but I never knew that DeAndre Jordan was such great friends with those two that he wanted to make a big three with yeah, them. Yeah, I like, had I had heard before, like in the weeks leading up to free agency that the Knicks and the Nets wanted to lure DeAndre Jordan to signing a contract so that then they could try and lure Kevin Durant because they had Kyrie and DeAndre. But before, uh, let's say, before two two months ago, I had no clue that they were even cool. But now all of a sudden they're besties. Who, who cares? The Nets got all three of them. So, super team. But uh, see, the thing is, they did that and unfortunately... In the same superstar level moves they made, the 76ers, who are already far better than them, decided that they will match them with salary cap. Just their, their salary cap is unlimited for some reason. They just kept on going. They could get anyone they want. And they end up with a death lineup starting five that will probably crush the Nets this season. Next season may be a bit different with KD back, but... Year one, it might be a little rough. I need everyone to temper their expectations for this upcoming season. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Because while the hype is surrounding the Nets, and yes, they are a championship contender without a doubt. Next season, it's just going to be Kyrie, DeAndre, and the kids. Well, Kyrie, DeAndre, Kyrie, Torian Prince... Rodion's Karooks. Really, Kyrie is the only all-star that they're going to have on the, on the court at that time. When they're both healthy in year two, who would you say takes the last shot? Who would you say is the face of Brooklyn? I want to say it's Kyrie. Kevin Durant is the better player. But one, Kyrie... Uh, is from Brooklyn. Kyrie's also- from Brooklyn, and he's going to have a year... On KD. Like, he's going to have a year to and garner the appreciation of Nets fans with probably four or five game winners. And Kyrie also is right in the midst of his prime still. His prime is not nearly over. After this injury, I'm not saying KD will be bad by any means. Of course not. But I think his best seasons are behind him. I don't think he'll top any season he had with the Thunder on the nets. I feel like both of them are going to have something to prove because I feel like Kyrie's going to need to prove that he can win without LeBron and KD's going to need to prove that he can win a chip without being on an overly stacked roster. So, but if I had to say who takes the last shot, I feel like it would honestly be Kyrie one, because he's known for being one of the most clutch players in the league Two because he's going to have a, a year over KD and three, because it's his team. Yeah, that clutchness really showed when he shot 29% in the semifinals this year, right? Hey, 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 hey. The Nets are happy they got him, so I'm happy that the Nets got him. But if we're looking at, in year one, what the Nets ceiling seed-wise would be. So this year, the Nets finished 42-40. and 40. 
They were the sixth seed. Everyone knows their roster. So, we'll do one with the Raptors having Kawhi and one with the Raptors losing Kawhi. So, if the Raptors have Kawhi, I'm going to go ahead and say the highest seed the Nets can go is four. If they... Wait, you said if the Raptors don't don't have Kawhi? If, let me just start over. If the Raptors have Kawhi, the highest seed that the Nets can be is the four seed. Five. Four seed. Five. Four seed. Five. I'll do this all day with you. Five. If the Raptors don't have Kawhi, then the highest the Nets can be is the three seed. Let me explain my reasoning. Four seed. Okay, three seed. Let me explain my reasoning behind that. Let's start with if the Raptors lose Kawhi. If the Raptors lose Kawhi, I'll say that the only two locks for being better than the Nets next season are the Bucks and the Sixers. Ridiculous. Now, if they don't lose Kawhi, I say that the Raptors also join that elite group and are better than the Nets next season. Their so, floor, the so, Nets' floor so, next so, season. So hold on, is before eight, you, before you say this, okay? Well, b- let me cut you off because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna say losing locker room issues, getting getting rookies, taking out players who always need the ball in their hands, giving Brad Stevens more space to use his talent. Doesn't make them a better team. I guarantee you the Celtics finished with a better record the upcoming season than they did in the 2018-19 season. Okay, so And I also <laughs> guarantee you they finish above the Nets. They will not by any means be one or likely two, but the, they the will Celtics be in front won of the Nets. 49 games last year. They almost were a 50-win team. And they will be a 50-win And you win think team. that they're going to win 50 games. Absolutely. You think they're going to be better than the Nets. The Sixers won 51 games last year. You think they're and the Sixers are about to win 60 this year now. They're probably won like 55. But there's no shot the Celtics win 50 games. Yes. Two, there's no they're not going to be better than the Nets. They're not going to be better than the Nets. They're delusional. They they barely downgraded at point guard. Kyrie is much better than Kemba. Not for the Celtics. Oh my god. <laughs> Kyrie. And then a year Kyrie is the second Brown. best point guard in the league. Kemba is not top 5. Kemba is 5. Okay. Uh, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, I'm forgetting somebody. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. There's got to be someone else. Oh, yeah. You think Chris Paul's better than him? There's got to be someone else. No, 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 no. Give me a second. You think John Wall's better than him? Give me a second. There's got to be somebody else. Yeah, you think Trey Young's better? Uh, Lonzo? Yeah. uh, Jamal Murray? Oh, you're so lucky. Dennis he, Smith the Jr. He actually is five. Yeah. He's five. Fine. But they went from two to five, so there you go. I still say They went from two to five, lost Horford, and then you gain they gain four rookies. You're saying that like that's a good Enos thing. Dennis Cantor. The fact that they a gained, healthy Gordon they Hayward. Gained four rookies listen, is listen, a good thing. Listen, four rookies, Enos Cantor. A healthy Gordon Hayward, a year of development for Brown and Tatum, and they get to have the ball in their hands more because Kemba wants to win. Unlike Kyrie, who was more about himself than winning any game. Okay, so the fact that they gained four rookies is probably a downside because those are four non-NBA-ready players that are going to be thrust into a championship-level quotes on that. Championship-level team. Half of them will not average more than 15 minutes. Okay, so then why did you bring it up? Because they're still going to play. A they're role gonna be the bad. Team. And then, who they lost Kyrie. Okay, that's a bad thing. No, it's then, not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Kyrie is better than Kemba. Let's Kyrie. let's match up the so, so, let's match so up the it's roster. The same thing as people saying they didn't want Jimmy Butler before, and and no one criticized them for it. Let's because match Jimmy up the Butler roster. Was a locker room cancer. Let's last match up year. the roster. We've already done this. Kyrie six one. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Kyrie to Kemba. Who wins? Kyrie. By a small margin. Kyrie. Kyrie. Karis LeVert to Jalen Brown. Who wins? Karis LeVert. No, you are Karis crazy. Karis LeVert. You are crazy. He was almost an all-star. You are crazy. He was. A, he would have been an all-star had he not got injured. Says who? Says he was averaging like Says 19 who? points per game. Says who? Okay. That's a small, like, I understand what you're saying, but it's not a big enough sample size to say that. Okay, so let, let I'll give you even. I'll give you even, even though we all both know even. Karis LeVert is no, better. No, even. 
It, you, at best, okay, it's even. Jalen Brown should win. Jason Tatum compared to Joe Harris. No, do, do Gordon Hayward to Joe Harris because Tatum will play the four. As we're recording this right now, Jared Dudley has signed a vet men with the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh. <laughs> so, poor Jared Dudley. Not even poor Jared Dudley. He's going to go and be an amazing... He's going to be an amazing he's veteran. LeBron's right hook. <laughs> he's going to go and be an amazing veteran for the Lakers. Boom. Rest in peace to Jared. We'll he's miss gonna you. He's going to be LeBron's right hook. Okay. So back to this. Okay. Gordon Hayward to Joe Harris. Please, please tell me. If you say Joe Harris, I'm, I'm ending this now. Okay. But why, though? Why Gordon Hayward? You're thinking about Jazz Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward had better stats You're last thinking year. About Jazz Gordon, Gordon Hayward had better stats last year with a complete You're thinking rusty about injury. Jazz look Gordon at the, look at their stats. All right, let me look at if I look up Gordon Hayward's stats and it is better. This is live right now. Gordon Hayward last year averaged 11.5 in 26 minutes. No, no, shooting percentage, please. 11.5 on 46% shooting. And Joe Harris and five and three and three and Joe Harris averaged thirteen. He was the best three point shooter in the league and shot fifty percent from the field and four and two. Okay, four and two instead of five. Okay, and, three. and he played more minutes. Yes, I'll, yes, he played more minutes. And Joe Hayward Harris had the hurt. better season. Hayward was hurt. Joe Harris had the better season. Hayward was hurt. <laughs> he had the better. Hayward season. was hurt, and he was competing with Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, Marcus Smart, Al Horford. You want me to keep going? Terry Joe Rozier. Harris had the better season. There's on a worse team. There's no way you can't tell me Joe Harris had the better season. Who's better, Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker? Uh, Kyrie Irving. Devin Booker had a better season last year. Go okay. check it out. Okay, okay. Right but now. if you're telling me that the, the, the Nets are going to be a that the Celtics are going to be a better team now, so wouldn't Gordon Hayward have a worse season? No. They're going to be a better team because the people who are ball hungry last year who took worse shots will be able to thrive in the offense now. I'm with not I'm not saying that Gordon Hayward is not more talented than Joe Harris. But skill like play as as their play goes, I don't think it's as big a gap as you. It's not a huge gap. If, but Hayward if Gordon wins. Hayward is a seven, Joe Harris is a six. Okay, but Hayward wins. That's my point. Okay, okay, fine. And then who's next? Tatum? Tatum's the four? Over Kurok's. Please, please don't fight me on this. This is just absurd. Okay, Tatum over Kurok's, yes. And then we DeAndre have... Jordan. And Enos. Cantor. Enos even. Cantor. Even. Oh, my God. It is not even. Even. DeAndre Jordan is better than Enos Cantor. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. Okay, let's, okay fine. I'll give you even. Let's go to bench. Okay. Let's this go is to where bench. the Nets will win. I was going to say Stephen Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Marcus Smart. Okay. Impact-wise, that's even. 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 Okay, uh, Torian Prince. Romeo Uh, Langford. Romeo Langford. Nothing. Torian Prince, nothing. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Robert Robert Williams. Williams. Yeah, no. Okay, uh, Garrett Temple. Yeah, Garrett Temple. I'm pretty sure Carson Edwards can match <laughs> Garrett Temple. I'm sorry. John Amusa, Big Sauce Williams. They are... Don't sleep on Nicholas okay, Claxton. Okay, I low-key but John like Amusa nice. and Big Sauce are as good as Brad Wanamaker and Daniel Dice. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Okay, but if we haven't deciphered that the Nets are better, all we've deciphered is that they're even. So there's no way you can tell me that the Celtics are better. But you're not going to sit here and say that they're going to finish above them. They might. What? Have there's a pretty good shot that they do. Okay. So, so the Nets finished six last year at 42 yes. wins. Yes. They replaced Kyrie with D'Lo. Mm-hmm. Lose culture. Lose Napier, Graham, Carroll, and Rondé Hollis Jefferson. And add... Okay, let's not act like Shabazz Napier was something special. And add just DeAndre Jordan. And that's it. And they also have another year of Karis LeVert developing. That's it. They lost Dudley's they have another leadership. Year. They lost Ed Davis. Okay, and they're getting KD's leadership. How about that? No, KD is not playing that? a game. But they, he, KD is not Jared playing Dudley a game. Jared Dudley barely played games. He was just there for a locker room no, presence. No, that is That is just wrong. No, it's not. In that the playoffs he played. In the playoffs he played not much in the regular season. That no. is just wrong. Okay, bottom line, this isn't about the Celtics. This is about the Brooklyn Nets. And, and that's why they they will finish as either the fourth or fifth seed next season. If I they won forty two games this year, they'll win. Let's say f- somewhere between forty eight. They're and winning. 50. They're winning forty six to seven games next season. I say forty eight games. I say the Nets win forty eight. games. I'll take forty eight too. But I think the Celtics are winning fifty. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so now let's. Uh, 
since we just but basically... I will say for a fact that the Sixers and Bucks are locks for one and two, and they're one of them is going to win the East next year. Yes, that's so what we're I, fighting I this agree. for no reason. The Sixers are going to probably win like fifty eight games. It's it's really not going to be a competition. They have an insane lineup of Simmons, Richardson, Tobias Harris, Horford, and Embiid. They're all huge. They have no bench yet, but if they fill out vet men's, it can be a really ridiculous team. They're ginormous. So now. Let's talk about since we basically covered this, but let's talk about the Nets rotation next season. It's it's basically gonna be Kyrie at the one, Spencer Dinwiddie with at the backup two. I mean at the backup point guard, and then Jalen Hands for the blowouts. <laughs> yes, Jalen Hands and Theo Pinson for the blowouts. Karis LeVert starting at the two. We're not sure if Joe Harris will back up uh, Karis LeVert or start at the three, but let's just say Car- that. Uh, Tory and Prince is starting at the three. Don't sleep on the lineup where he matches up Dinwiddie and Lavert off the bench and stars Joe Harris either, because he liked that pairing last year of Dinwiddie and Lavert, so he could go back to it. True, true. And then the center rotation of DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, Big Sauce, and Nicholas Claxton. Right, Claxton is ahead of Big yeah, Sauce. Claxton I'm sorry. is ahead of Big Sauce. And then, uh, yeah, I really do feel like, as crazy as this is. By the end of next season, people are going to forget that the Nets have KD. Like, I don't know how, but I just feel like people are going to forget, even if the Nets win 42 games again, people are going to forget that next season, they're going to have Kevin Durant. So, speaking of that, now let's go to next season. When they do have KD, presumably he's, let's say he's 90% at the beginning of the season. A 90% KD is still better than, a 90% KD is still a top 10 player in the league. So... Top five player in the league. Okay, so there you go. If they win 45 games in year one, I say the Nets with KD and Kyrie, two years of Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Torian Prince, Rodion Skrugs, the list goes on. I say that the Nets are the two seed. Behind who? The Bucks. Uh, no, wrong. Forget that. I say they're the one seed. I say they're the two seed behind the Sixers, and the Bucks would be three. I say they're the one seed. I think. I think that I but, was. But the, my reasoning is that in two years, Embiid and Simmons will be in full prime, and they'll still have Horford, and they'll still have Josh Richardson, and they'll I still think, have Tobias. I think Harris. we're underrating how crazy of a duo KD and Kyrie is. That's two top ten players. Two top ten players. Do you remember a picture of Kyrie holding a basketball with Hayward, Horford, Tatum, and Brown around him saying, <laughs> I do. Can this Who's going to beat this team? Can yeah. this team win <laughs> 70 games? I remember that. They didn't even get to the conference finals with that lineup. Rozier carried them to the conference finals. And KD is probably better than all five of those players combined. That's just not true. <laughs> so that is just that is just inaccurate. One, Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA, and he's on the Nets roster. He is. He is. You are right. But he's not Two, better than five Kyrie NBA players is combined. The second best point guard in the NBA. He's also on the Nets roster. Wait, I know, he's definitely a top three point guard. But you at this point really don't believe that, that Damian Lillard better. passed him. Uh, After that postseason run and and what he's been consistently doing in the clutch, I love Dame. Uh, Dame has definitely passed him to me. I think Kyrie is firmly third. Okay, well, by in two years from now, we don't know. Kyrie could be the best point guard in the league. So. True, but as of today, I have Kyrie at three. That's my opinion. I believe Damian Lillard has definitely proven himself as the second best. Let's talk about the the Nets rotation in two years now. So, let's just say that they... I doubt they'll have any money to sign anybody or anything like that. So, let's just say that they have Kyrie Irving at the one, Karis LeVert at the two, Kevin Durant at the three, with Torian Prince being a restricted free agent. LeVert was also restricted, but he has a qualifying offer. So, it it honestly depends on their development in the next two years. So, we don't know whether or not they would re-sign them or not. Rodion's Karuk's at the four, DeAndre Jordan at the five. Maybe the, Jared Allen will be, will be better than De, DeAndre by then. He'll be starting. Either way, they'll probably have both of them. And uh, yeah, so that's pro- that's. I still, still have Spencer s- Dinwiddie. Still have Spencer Dinwiddie. Joe Harris is a free agent, but de- also depends on how he plays in these next two years. But I believe that 
their roster will be very similar heading it's hard to see much changing i believe they'll be the one seed it's pop they'll contend for it i believe the sixers unless if the sixers don't get a any bench heading into next season and just keep their starting five and have this same mediocre bench then yeah the nets have a well-rounded team that could tire them out so it's a good chance they can be the one but it depends on how other rosters shake out uh so along with d'angelo russell the nets did happen to lose unfortunately ed davis and damari carroll Ed Davis went... And Jared Dudley. And Jared Dudley, yes. Just literally as we're recording this, signed to the Lakers. And, uh, yeah, they gained Garrett Temple and DeAndre Jordan. Let's just speak about the absolute disgrace that the New York Knicks are. And are the Nets... This is my favorite topic of the offseason, by the way. Easily. Are the Nets New York's team? So, So, can I tell you what New York's team really did, huh? New York's team signed Bobby Portis to a two-year, $31 million contract. They signed three power forwards in the they same signed, day. They signed Julius <laughs> Randle. that? They signed Julius Randle to a $63 million contract. They signed Alfred Payton. They signed Wayne Ellington. They signed Todd Gibson. They signed Reggie Bullock. <laughs> and... I believe out of those players, Julius Randle is the only one that you can even be semi-proud of. And I believe they will be fighting their hardest to even touch the 8th seed. And if they can, they will get absolutely swept by the Bucks or Sixers. They didn't even offer Kevin Durant and Max. They spent two years... More than that, they traded their franchise player, Chris Epsporzingis, to open up a max for KDU, whoop-dee-doo, and then didn't even offer it to him. What kind of organization is this? I don't understand. And I believe the second the Nets win a chip with KD, New York's team is no longer the Knicks. And people want to continue to say, oh, the Knicks and the the Knicks' failure is more relevant than the Nets' success. Yes, because of how rambunctious their fans were in saying that we're going to get we Zion. Have, we have a friend who said, "I guarantee we'll have Zion, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant." And they ended up they, with Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, and Bobby Portis, who all play the same position. And he said. I, that he was willing to take all of the trash talk that would come with it, but he guarantees it won't be necessary because that's who their roster would. Then he started saying that they'd have Kawhi, and then once and now that hope and now faded, in two years, was, wait, once that hope faded, D'Angelo Russell was next, and then even Terry Rozier was next, and Terry Rozier would have quite possibly been the second best free agent. No, he would have been the second best free agent that they sign now. But they couldn't even get him. And now, in two years, they're going to get Giannis. Yeah, can you believe that? That's why they signed all these two years to make a run at Giannis, who doesn't care about the spotlight at all. He could care less. They couldn't even sign to one whose hometown was New York. And you think they're going to sign to one from Greece? Who could care Who could care less and if about the, the Bucks, Knicks? Do you know how much I'd love for the Bucks to offer him a Supermax extension like Dame just got? Or Jamal Murray. And the Knicks just be completely lost. I d- lost. That is why their failure is more relevant. Because their fans were so gung-ho that they were going to get all of these superstar players and gotten none of them. Because James Dolan's an absolute idiot. Because they traded Chris Depp's Porzingis to not even offer their number one guy, Kevin Durant, a max. Because they're the laughing stock of the NBA. That is why they are more relevant than the Nets. Not because, the, like, they're New York's team. No, they're garbage. They they will continue to be garbage. In two years, they're not going to get Giannis. They, it's, they're signing all these players to these two-year deals, like something's going to change in the next two years. What, what's going to make a free agent want to come to the, the Knicks? And you know what's funny? is how they, So, they kept their options open because they put all of these deals on team options. God forbid some free agent next year wants to come there. 
They're just praying that someone commits to their team. Meanwhile, you right now your best player is someone who takes fadeaways on their own player and hits the side of the backboard. If you didn't see, by the time this is up, I don't know if it's still going to be on the Knicks Instagram, but please go to the Knicks Instagram. Look at their story. There's two straight videos of R.J. Barrett, their savior, the man they just drafted with the third overall pick, the player that made them forget about KD and Kyrie, absolutely getting bodied by Mitchell Robinson, shooting a shot off of the top of the off the top of the rim, off the top of the backboard, and then he got bodied by someone else. And then they had Alonzo Trier, who was their savior last year, airballing. I don't know why you would possibly put that. Because do, do you really think that any star player would be like, ooh, that's who I want on my team. Ooh, that's who I want Mitchell Robinson. He can lock up point guards. But, okay, <laughs> who cares? But then, like, is it really that much different from any other defensive-minded center? And, and he's locking up Alondro Trier. Who is... A bench player for his career will never start consecutively in his entire career. So yes, the Knicks, they're relevant because they are the most disgraceful franchise in the NBA. Almost the most disgraceful franchise in American sports. But let's just stick with the NBA for right now because that's all I can muster. And before we end this podcast, I want to introduce a new little game. It's called Believe It or Not. So I'm going to ask Hunter. So usually we do show notes, and he usually knows everything that we're going to do, but I have not mentioned this to him the entire time. It's for it's for the, 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 the surprise of it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you a bunch of scenarios. And I want you to tell me, if I would have told you to this, if I would have said these to you a week ago, would you have believed it or not? Okay? So number one. The first scenario, if I told you this a week ago, both D'Angelo Russell and Klay Thompson are Golden State Warriors, what would you have said? Oh, not. Not a chance. This is just to show how crazy NBA free agency was. I told you already, the Warriors would have been my number 30 on the list because of how committed they were to saying that Steph and Clay is their forever backcourt. So what are you going to get another guard for? Okay. I never thought it would be possible. So since we're already talking about the Warriors, what if I would have said Willie Cauley-Stein is a Warrior? Believe it. You believe that? Yes, because I knew the Kings were not getting him back. They've lacked at center for a while. And I I honestly would have thought that he would take a vetman to be there. You You really think he cares about getting super money at this point he'd rather just get an opportunity on a good team that doesn't have a center and win games okay so what if i would have told you last week kevin durant and kyrie irving are brooklyn nets believe it yeah obviously i would have i think everyone would have believed it to be completely honest my my final prediction like three days before was not even them going to the nets but it's believable anyway it was i didn't have them going to the the knicks either i didn't i thought I thought KD would just take his player option and opt in, and then Kyrie would sign with the Nets. But I remember when Knicks fans were so happy, like, oh, KD bought a house in New York. Oh, he sold his house in Golden State. Yeah, he sold his house in Golden State to buy one in Brooklyn. What if I would have told you a week ago, DeAndre Jordan's a Brooklyn Net? Uh, believe it, because it was linked that he was coming with Kevin Durant wherever KD went. What if I would have told you a week ago, it is July 2nd, and Kawhi Leonard is still free agent. Believe it, because... I wouldn't it's, have. It's very, it's very similar to what free agents have done in the past. It took LeBron a while, took KD a while. Like, it even took Gordon Hayward a couple of days, like Al Horford. It, these deals did not happen so fast. For me, I don't know why, but I felt like Kawhi was going to sign pretty quick. Well, everyone else signed quick. That's why it felt like that. This was not like past years where it was very spread out. It was a flurry. It was like four. All at it was six. like forty deals in that one night, and then two deals here, two deals there. So, what if I would have told you a week ago, Demarcus Cousins has absolutely no market. Nobody wants him. Not even for the mid-level exception. 
I would have said not because I swear the Knicks were going to get him, and I still think I the still Knicks th- might. Yeah, get they him. they low key really might get him just as a a a a, a con. What is it called? A consolation prize. Yes. To tell their fans, hey, and they, we got and boogie, they, and they still have a good twelve million left. So if they really want to, they could give him a a two year twenty five million. Dollar exactly. Contract. Exactly. And then okay, so what if I told you this last week? The Knicks refused to offer KD a max. Definitely not. That because that's just because even we just, couldn't have predicted. That, that is just Dolan at his finest. I love this guy. He just he is an, he just makes my friend's life and every Knicks fan's life so miserable with his <laughs> awful decision making. Okay, so a week ago, what if I would have told you the Knicks signed Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, and Julius Randle? Three power forwards, all in the same day. I would have said believe it because I know how disgraceful. Just the Knicks because can they're be. useless. Okay. Because I never would have thought about it myself. But if somebody had brought that scenario to me, I would have just started laughing and been like, "Yep, sounds like the Knicks." It, literally, I would have been like, "Yep, sounds like something they would do." What if I told you we could go Kemba Walker and Enos Kanter, Boston Celtics? Not because I didn't think we'd get Enos Kanter, Kemba. I didn't think so until, like, three... You said a week ago? Yeah. So probably not in general, because Kemba's was about two days before free agency. It started gaining traction. But Enos Cantor, I wanted him last year midseason. Rebounding's always been our problem. Now we finally have a rebounding center who can crash the offensive glass. We have a mix of defense with, with the... French center we just signed, Poirier and Daniel Dice and Robert Williams, all defensive-minded. But I never thought that we'd just so quickly replace Kyrie with Kemba. Okay, so what if I told you the 76ers signed Al Horford? Not because, to me, I don't know why he is not getting as much slack as KD going to the Warriors. I know it's not a 73-9 and team. But it's a team that was a bounce away from the conference finals. And, and low-key a Celtics rival. And and a Celtics rival who we had a crazy series against when we went to the conference finals. And you you just sign with them. Like like they don't already have Simmons, Harris, and Bede. And like I they think already that... have a big three. He joined a big three and made it four, which is something that KD did and got huge slack for. And I feel like Al Horford was probably the league's best antidote to Joel Embiid because he could guard him on the perimeter and in the post. And instead of continuing to uh, build his defensive reputation, he just went and joined them. So, I mean, I can't blame him because... Uh, but no, you can because you were the number one but on the But the Celtics weren't train. willing. The Celtics weren't willing to give him the money he deserved. They were trying to lowball him. But were, other teams were willing to give it him, and he picked them. I mean, obviously you're going to pick the team that's the best. So That's so, not the case with KD, though. But that team was the best. That, but The, the Warriors he, were the best. But he, it's different because they were giving the Thunder were giving him a max, and he decided, no, 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 no. No, the Celtics I'm were going to go ahead. The Celtics were going to give it to him. You they were lowballing him. No, they had to work a sign-and-trade agreement to get him, and they were trying to do nope, it. Nope, not the same. How? Because... How? One, because they didn't it's win 73 games. It's not the same, obviously, but I believe he definitely deserves slack And for one, it. Al Horford is in the tail end of his career. KD was in his prime. Okay. Al Horford is desperate to win a ring. KD could have stayed on the OKC Thunder and beat them. Easy. And also, you guys lost Kyrie, so you're going to be worse. The Thunder, we're going we're gonna to get better that next season. Because they got Depot. No. We weren't getting worse. We got Kemba, who fits with Horford you're better than Kyrie worse. ever could. You're getting worse. Okay, what if I would have told you this last week? Josh Richardson is a 76er and Jimmy Butler's on the Heat. Jimmy Butler, believe it, Richardson, no. I I didn't... When I heard they were doing a sign-and-trade, I never thought... I thought it would be someone whack. I never thought they would thought give it would be up somebody, Richardson. I thought it would be somebody whack. I honestly thought they were giving them... Like, like, uh, I was thinking, like Rodney Magruder. No, no, I was thinking like Drogic or Waiters or... Someone like that. Josh Richardson is their best asset. They gave up their best player. (laughs) Literally. They gave up their best player to sign someone who is just a better version of that player. Okay, so what if I told you this a week ago? Andre Iguodala is a grizzly. I would have thought that was delusional because why? I I still, right now, 
don't know why the Warriors felt the need to do that. I mean, I guess it's because of how banged up Iguodala got, and they have a feeling that he's at his end. And also, he was talking crap about their medical staff. So they're going to sign a rising all-star, and those three are going to be the splash trio. Because D'Lo is a top-five shooter in the game right now, if you ask me. He's up there with those two. And Joe and the, look, and the Nets lost him. Look, Joe Harris is a good shooter and all, but great shooting takes off the dribble, fadeaways, all this crazy stuff, which is what makes Steph a better shooter than Ray Allen to this day. Yes, Ray Allen could do that, but Steph takes ridiculous shots that go in a lot. Except when it's the clutch time. Yes. Except when uh, he can't and, hit a shot to save his life. And Clay, Except when it matters. And Clay needs Except no space. Except when it's the NBA Finals. Blah, blah. And Clay needs no space to make any shots. And then right after those two, Damian Lillard is three. And then D'Lo might be the fourth best shooter in basketball. What do you say? J.J. Redick? Uh, it, it's, it's a downgrade to me when all you can do is shoot the ball. Literally. Like, he, he's an all-star on top of what he does. Players like J.J. Redick, Kyle Korver, focus so solely, and Joe Harris focus solely on shooting threes that they don't develop much else in their game, while these players are developing everything, and their shot is already almost as good, if not better, than theirs is. Okay, so now I'm down to my final four. Believe it or not, Ricky Rubio is the Suns' newest point guard. Believe it? You would have believed it? Yes. I, I, didn't, I didn't see a world where they'd get a superstar once they struck out on getting Conley and once they didn't draft one. I really thought that it was over for them. I didn't think they were going mean, to be able to sign it. For them. They're still bad. I mean, I think they're they're going to... They're going to be better. They're going to be better than they were because Rubio's going to be He's someone not, who can yeah. handle the Rubio's ball and pass garbage. to Booker. Like He won't have to handle the ball all the time now, but... I, it's not that they're going to be good, but it's going to be a good development year for them as they get older. Believe it or not, the Pacers signed Malcolm Brogdon. Um, believe last it, week, would you believe that? Yes, believe it because I knew the Bucks were not getting him when someone gave him that crazy offer sheet. So it's just a matter of who, and it could have been any team that you said probably, and I would have said yes. Last two. This one's not that hard to believe, in my opinion. JJ Redick is a Pelican. I believe because they had cap space and the Sixers were not going to re-sign him already. And he's like a perfect compliment to the young, well, Drew Holiday's not all that young, but the young like core of the team now. He's a good leader, a great teammate, and he just will do great for the locker room. I think the Pelicans are actually going to be in a spot where they can compete for the eighth seed. I think they'll uh, not in, in the it West. It really depends know. how good Zion is. But you really think they cannot get close to the Spurs this season? No, it depends on how big of a leap Ingram and Lonzo take, as well as how good Zion is out there. And game. then Jackson Hayes, too. They have a well-rounded team. And then they sign some other people, low-key, like they're... They filled out their roster well. They could be a playoff team. If let's say Lonzo averages eleven, eight and six. If Ingram can average eighteen a game again. And let's say Zion comes out and is averaging twenty three oh, okay. eight rebounds. That's sick. No, it's really not. That's it's really insane. not. Players have done it before. Drew Holiday okay. is still gonna no, no, get no. his. Let's let's say Zion averages nineteen, nineteen, eight and a steal and a block. And Drew Holiday averages like nineteen twenty. Yeah, also nineteen and five. And then Jackson Hayes is a nice nine and nine with two blocks. And JJ then JJ Reddy gets his fifteen off the bench. That that's a solid team. It is. And Josh Hart averages like yes. ten, maybe. Yeah, I, I could see them making the playoffs. Honestly, like the Spurs run might really be done. I, I their team is just not great. Pop is the last thing saving them at this point. It really is. He, I mean, he really is. And lastly, believe it or not, Hassan Whiteside is a blazer. Not that. 
that's just ridiculous. I mean, I guess they saw the opportunity once they got rid of Cantor, which I didn't think would have been possible to replace Cantor with Whiteside, but that's basically what they wanted to do. They just wanted someone who can block shots better than Cantor and do the same on the boards as he did. Yeah, which Whiteside does. And I probably wouldn't have believed it. And Whiteside would is going to start until Nurkic comes back. So it's a good replacement for them. Like They're going to have a probably better team than they had this year when they went to the conference finals. It's just the West is getting so much better, they're probably not going to make it there again. And that does it for Believe It or Not. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we want to, I want to implement it more, but it obviously obviously has to be something like free agency or something that can be unbelievable, obviously. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. Yes, the Nets do have KD and Kyrie, and this season is about to be even more spectacular than last season. We can't wait to cover it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can look up Brooklyn Nets or Hoopball Nets. Press that subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating and review. Overviews are getting read on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at HoopballNets. Tweet us your thoughts, opinions, comments, concerns, questions, anything. We love to hear you guys' feedback. And uh, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at Najee Adams underscore. If you don't know how to spell Najee, N-A-J-E-E Adams underscore. Hunter is at Hunter underscore J-K-R on Twitter. And uh, yeah, shout out to Juan Ascona Coffee Company for sponsoring us. And uh, every other HoopBall podcast, you can find them on Twitter at Kona Coffee, H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode, guys. We hope you enjoy. It's a new era in Brooklyn, and uh, we'll see you all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.